When you're a pro, you got to do a little bit of everything. A little. A little. And even a little. And it helps to have something that works as hard as you do. That's why Valspar has a paint for every job, every room, every time. Valspar. You make it happen, we make it possible. Pros, head to Lowe's today and talk to a pro rep about getting up to 10 free gallons of Valspar through our paint trial program. Exclusions apply. See ValsparPro.com for details. That's the show. Honestly, I think think out of everything about you that's like not typical Persian, I think the fact that you're so colorful is the least Persian thing. I know. (laughs) Yeah, really. Yeah, like if this like, if it was really a Persian girl doing this, like a typical Persian girl, would be like behind the black, behind, the, <laughs> behind my black leggings and combat boots. conversations are like have you heard a persian girl podcast have you heard a persian girl podcast like so many people and i'm like oh my god these girls and i'm like you know what i need to literally reach out to you guys and you've been on like my list to reach out to for a while so i finally did it like last week or whatever so i'm really excited to talk to you guys wait that's so weird i I, I hear that i always (laughs) feel so weird when people are like oh like i heard someone talking about you guys and i'm like who who are these people (laughs) yeah yeah sometimes yeah. me and that's natalie great. feel like we're just imagining we're like <laughs> no yeah that's great that means you guys are making moves no but we're so happy like not only are we like making these new connections but like the kinds of people we're making connections with like i'm so happy you reached out to us and um that we're finally getting to do this yeah it's Yay. so exciting can you yeah. guys hear me like yeah i can do hear you, you do you hear me in your headset i don't hear myself yeah i hear you hello Okay. I hear you. If you I hear me, then it works. Okay, great. Um, so I think it's been like a minute since we've had a guest on the podcast. I know. I feel like I've gotten I've gotten so used to me and Millie just like rambling and talking about things that happened to us this week. Um, so I guess we should start with the introduction. Yeah. Um, okay, so my name is Elaine Chaya Danishred. I'm Elaine Chaya on Instagram. I'm from LA, born and raised, never have left and lived anywhere else. But um, I've definitely traveled to many places, including New York, many of times. Uh, I started off, I'm on Instagram, and I started off as a fashion blogger seven years ago. And my whole story from that that I always tell people is I went to UCLA for college, the typical Persian girl route. You know, all my friends were studying pre-med. And since I was good in math and science, and my parents are like, well, you're at UCLA. Uh, do pre-med with all of your friends, even though I love, like, celebrities and, like, the Hollywood life and publicity and stuff like that my parents thought that was more of a hobby and not a real job so I studied pre-med in college from there I took the LSAT to go to law school because I didn't want to do pre-med anymore so either you're a doctor or a lawyer so I handled both routes and from there when I took the LSAT I'm like this is not what I want to do and I had been doing 
internships at the side on the side uh, at like MTV with a different PR companies and I really saw like my future in that and I really loved doing that and so when I was graduating from UCLA I got an offer at one of the PR companies I was working at which was like a super big PR company that represented like brands like Samsung and T-Mobile and things like that um, to go work for them so against my parents like excitement or acceptance I did and I was there for three years and Really, from there, I always loved fashion, and so my friends in college and even my coworkers would always encourage me to start a fashion blog before Instagram had even started. And then Instagram was starting when I was at this PR company, and I kind of saw the future of social media and that I can do this. Like, I can be a blogger, and I have a lot that I want to say and do with that. So I started a fashion blog from there, and my whole motto was be what you want and wear what you want, and that rooted from this concept of just my own struggles and the Persian community of like really pushing myself to be what I wanted to be and that was in the form of also encouraging people with fashion like I always would wear these like crazy outfits so I was trying to inspire people to wear whatever you wanted to wear but also inspire you to go after your dreams and be what you wanted like I'm this Persian Jewish girl who's now a fashion blogger no one was any of that at the time. Um, and so even like my parents, when I first started, we didn't even know how to explain what a blogger was because that wasn't even a thing back then. But now it's like you say you're a blogger and people know what that is. But um, so over time, my parents got more accepting of my job on a side note. But it was, yeah, a big shift. So I focused on being a fashion blogger at first and really like I worked with a lot of fashion brands to promote different clothing and trends and things like that. But in the past two years, I really wanted to shift my messaging to be less focused on like, this is me at an event or this is me wearing a fashion outfit and more about really being authentic and creating a community and a space on my page and blog and stuff of motivating people and inspiring people and connecting people with real life struggles and stories. And I had created a whole brand about, you know, happiness. And my whole thing was like unicorns and rainbows and my photos were very colorful. And I wanted to be like bringing that color into actual wording and messaging. So kind of still going back to my original tagline of be what you want, wear what you want, encouraging people to be their authentic selves, but really showcasing that in a more like relatable way which is when I started my podcast in September called Behind the Rainbow where I interview different people talking about different struggles that we don't really talk about especially on social media which is where I've been living you know in the past seven years um so I really wanted to shift that and create a space for people to be open and talk about real life things that they're going through I love that. That's such a good name behind the rainbow. Like I saw, I read it, but then until you explained it right now, it didn't hit me. So that's the show. Honestly, I think I think out of everything about you, that's like not typical Persian. I think the fact that you're so colorful is the least Persian thing. I know. (laughs) Yeah, really. Like if this if it was really a Persian girl doing this, like a typical Persian girl, be like behind the black, behind behind my black leggings and combat boots. Which is actually crazy because also with my fashion, I would dress weird and colorful and it felt very out of place in the Persian community because it's not what people typically wear. And even now, I mean, my family is very more used to what I wear. And at first they were not down with my headbands and big jewelry and stuff. But they'll even say sometimes when we go to Shabbat, they like, Elaine, today, can you just wear something a little like normal and not like one of your weird outfits? <laughs> and I was like, I'm dead. Okay, we're still there, but okay. <laughs> Have they ever tried to say to you, like, Elaine, like, what man is going to want to date you when you dress like a clown or something? <laughs> oh, 100% all the time. 
I can only imagine. <laughs> like, they, like it's it's hard because they're my family's so supportive of me. But I mean, even so, like I'm stepping outside a lot of boxes and boundaries of a typical Persian girl with what I do, what I post. So even then, like now, seven years later, they get very concerned about sometimes the things I post, and like it may not be suitable for like Persians and things like that. So yeah, I it think it's hard. it's crazy how like for in particular this struggle how we've gone from like oh don't leave the house like that and on top of that it's like wait your aunt told me you posted this photo and you were wearing that it's oh my god millie's referring to something that happened um that happened to me recently basically uh when we were recording a few weeks ago i was wearing this t-shirt and on the shirt it says fuck you you fucking fuck (laughs) and we took pictures of us recording and i post on my instagram and um a friend of my mom's complained to my mom and like my mom usually doesn't like she she never like tries to like tell me what to wear or like don't wear this don't wear that but like when other people complain to her she gets like self-conscious and thinks she's like not being a good mom and not like teaching me the right things so just after a while like at certain points in my life i like blocked certain family members on facebook and instagram and like certain friends of my mom's on facebook and instagram because i'm not just i'm just not down for like older people who aren't even really part of my life that much to be going to my mom and complaining about me i think it's hard because i feel like what it comes down to is like our parents love us and support us and get us but then when i think it triggers maybe like how they're looked upon like what we do is like representation of their kind of appearance and stuff i think that's when it gets concerning and like the family name and like yeah you don't want to disgrace and like community and how they all talk and stuff like that i think that's what it comes down to yeah that's that's the thing though like i i definitely get annoyed at my mom because like i'll tell her i'm like these aren't even your thoughts these you're only saying this to me because somebody else said it and like you don't even actually care it's you're just pretending to care because you feel like you need to because someone complained to you about your daughter and like majority of the time like i i think that a lot of these people who like come to my mom and talk about me i'm like they should look at their own kids what are they doing looking at me for like oh wow i like wore a shirt with profanity on it like whoa no but also what you said is really interesting like your mom doesn't even care i think a lot of we maybe naturally we don't care but it's like this chain reaction because one person cares like oh my god we should care and then like oh because that like it's just it just creates this domino effect um I wonder if it could be changed. I don't know. And caring about what other people think, right? Like, I mean, naturally with me too, like I care about what other people think, but I think even you guys may be able to relate. You're able to be more open of not caring as much. That's why you guys were able to create a podcast, why you're so more open about things. But it's not like everyone is there with you. Like your parents didn't sign up to be that open and like that not caring, you know? Yeah. So it's, it's harder. But also I, I think in general, a lot of, people like when they start having kids they feel like the community forces them to care about things they don't care about like i know a lot of people that like as adults are like atheist but still send their kids to hebrew school twice a week for like eight years of their life because like they feel like the community thinks that they're supposed to and they're supposed to care about like sending their kids to hebrew school and learning about rosh hashanah and all the other holidays and whatnot I just feel like there's like certain things that a lot of parents don't care about, but because they want to look good in front of other people in the community, they pretend to care. 
Yeah, I feel like the Persian community is really good about having a rule book of like what needs to be done and what's like everyone like is the standard of what's acceptable and like how everything should go. And I think when people step outside of that a little, it gets scary or it gets like, what are these people doing? Yeah, which should be good or bad. And those are the people that might make a difference, you know, but it's like you have to like really be willing to do that. Yeah, no, it's it's I always say this metaphor like it's when you're going off script and then everyone freaks out. They're like, wait, what's, what's going on? Like, why, why are they doing this? <laughs> like no one knows how to respond because it's not it's not on script. But that's something that I think probably attracted you also. This is what attracts me to having a podcast. I think that it's I don't know, it just seems like a bit less stressful and like you're more open to being confessional. I don't know. It's just I feel like people like it's easier it's a very open way of communicating i feel like because it's a new medium as well not that new but i don't know i don't know how to explain i feel like people are more comfortable because like you can't see anyone do you know what i mean it's just like you're just listening to people talk and you can kind of project yourself onto um you know the person who's speaking or you know like yeah and i think like something with your podcast and what you guys do it's like two Persian girls are talking about their dating life and what's really going on. That's like zero, the rule of the Persian community. You don't even talk about you even dating someone or they even blinked at a guy, you know, (laughs) you guys are going outside of the box completely, you know? And so I think that's what people are attracted to and what intrigues them. It's like these two girls are doing something that is not deemed acceptable in the Persian community. You're not even supposed to tell like your friends that you're dating someone. That's definitely true. We've mentioned that on the podcast uh, in the past that like people won't post pictures with a significant other until the night of the engagement. 100%. And then it's like, you'll never stop seeing a photo of them with their significant other after that point. Like only that. (laughs) yeah it's like after the engagement they're suddenly like glued to each other but before that it's like wait they were dating for three years what like since when i know people who literally have had children you don't see it at all on like anything like and they purposely hide when they're pregnant in photos or a guy like you'll you'll have seen him on hinge like a week ago and then the next week like he posted on instagram he's engaged it's like how did that happen or like his mom posted (laughs) to be fair though um a lot of people don't know that on Hinge and like all these dating apps, when you delete the app, it doesn't delete your account. So your account is still active. So like a lot of people think like, oh, I'm dating someone. I'm going to delete the app. Their account is still active and their name like still comes up. Oh, that's crazy. did you Wait, not know that? I either? didn't know that. Thank you for oh, telling me. That. Well, you're welcome. You learn something new every day. Yeah. So then how do you get off of it completely? You have to like go into the app and actually no turn my mic up a little like delete your profile um you have to go into the app and you have to like click deactivate interesting okay well when god willing i'm getting married i'll know to do that (laughs) (laughs) um i'm just gonna leave mine active to mess with people yeah. <laughs> so so that what somebody's uh brother-in-law can go to my husband and be like bro i saw your wife on hinge so funny so literally funny. literally but i mean yeah i think it's funny that people are looking to us to like hear about our dating experiences i i feel pressured because i'm like i'm definitely not going on enough dates to like spill tea on the podcast like, yeah. <laughs> like me and natalie need to you need to go on more <laughs> you're like i'm doing you when you go on these dates you be like this is for work 
oh no literally like the past few times i've gone on dates i'm like i'm just doing this for the content i hope no one's listening to this it's, it's like so you know you know how there used to be that quote like do it for the gram so like yeah. like do it for the podcast like go on the date for the podcast but oh, honestly Mary. like i just don't go on dates anymore all i do is promote our podcast on hinge like i don't continue conversation with any of these boys like as soon as they give us like one listen just so like our ratings go up <laughs> well don't say it they're not gonna they're not gonna do it anymore none of them are getting this far into the season like i'm telling all of them to listen to the first episode so they don't hear me talking about them yeah that's hilarious i like this strategic planning maybe i should do this too on the dating <laughs> oh I yeah i message them they're like oh what like i never expect any of them to answer i'm like wow these people really have no life <laughs> so they, they, re- they respond to me like oh my god what episode should i listen to and i'm like listen to the first one and they're like okay <laughs> that's so funny because maybe like i don't know maybe it's a thing about me and i've just always felt like an outsider doing something different but when i like because i'm on the dating apps too i actually do not want them to know that i'm a blogger or have a podcast until like they know me but like I guess you guys are doing it differently. Like you're not caring about going on the dates, but like I feel very self conscious about it. Well, because I feel like if people see my Instagram, they'll be like this girl who has all these followers, and like they get weird. So a lot of my friends know that I'm I'm personally when it comes to dating, I'm very into self sabotage. <laughs> <laughs> I I like to like ruin I like to like ruin my chances as much as possible, and then whoever's really into me will just stick through it. Like that's how I see it. Like, my friend told me that on first dates, I should stop telling men about how I'm a horrible cook and I've set toast on fire twice. Apparently, that's not a good thing to mention on a first date. Yeah, but then you also show off on the podcast recently how good you are at cooking. What? When? When did I say that? You were like, (laughs) Natalie's a contrarian, but... (laughs) When have I ever spoken about being good at cooking? I, I make good chukchuka, that's about it. Anyways, (laughs) Anyways, <laughs> that's I'll, like, true. I'll show you the episode later. Well, that's but, true because honestly, the guy that's meant for you is gonna want to be with all of your self sabotage or like craziness or my bloggerness or whatever it is. So it shouldn't be a fearing factor. I mean, yeah, I think I'm just very proud of our baby, and that's why I I want guys to listen to it even before they go on a date with me. I'm like, I just want you to know this is what I do, and like I'm in general. What can give you a competitive edge in today's red-hot housing market? Rocket can. That's because Rocket Mortgage can give you a verified approval. It could help your offer stand out. Because when you find the perfect home, you don't want to lose it to anybody else. Rocket technology provides a rock-solid verification of your income, assets, and credit, giving sellers and their agents greater confidence in you. We've already helped over 1 million clients just like you reach their home financing goals this year alone. So remember this, what can help you buy the home you really want? Rocket can. Go to rocketmortgage.com or call us today at 8338-ROCKET. That's rocketmortgage.com or call 8338-ROCKET. A verified approval is based on an underwriter's analysis of your individual financial information, appraisal, and title report. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender licensed in all 50 states and MLSConsumeraccess.org number 3030. I'm this open of a person. Like, people always say, not only am I an open book, but I'm also very easy to read. So even things I don't necessarily share, like I'm, it's just, like, easy to read me, which isn't necessarily a good thing. Because, like, guys love mystery and they love girls that are aloof and girls that seem not interested when they're really interested in all of that bullshit. So, like, it doesn't necessarily make my dating life easier being so open and easy to read, but it's just who I am. So, like, guys should just know that, like, right off the bat, in my opinion. I don't know. I love 
that. That's inspiring me. Because I'm like, do I be a mystery or not? Because I have, like, so many Instagram stories. You can know what I did all day if you stalk me. But maybe I shouldn't be inspiring you because I've never been in a relationship. (laughs) So maybe don't take my advice. (laughs) Well, I don't know. Maybe that's why I'm not in a relationship either because I'm still of the same vibes as you. So (laughs) maybe we're all fucking up here. I I think we're truly all fucking up. But you know what? It's okay. It's fine. <laughs> I was about to compare this to a, a TikTok that I've seen, but oh I'm not. God. I'm not gonna do that. Um, Wait, I love that you're about to compare this to TikTok. This is the world we live in. But now I need to hear this. No, <laughs> there's like this. There's this one. Uh, it's like a template that a lot of people use, and they'll put different captions. And it's like, um, like for example, one of them will be like, "Oh, thinking of going to see my ex," and then like they turn around, they're like. But then I think about, like, what he did to me last time. And it's like, but it was good sex. And then, like, turn around and, like, but then this, 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 that. And it's, like, this back and forth and, like, the oh, song changes. But, but my friends hate him. But the dick is good. Like, yeah, something like, yeah, something like that. And it's, so it's, like, I should, I should embrace my Instagram and my social media and my podcast. But then he might judge me and think I'm weird. But then, <laughs> I should, but then if he really wants to be with me, then he would accept who I am. But maybe who I am is not who I really is. Like. <laughs> That's so funny. Maybe that someone should make that. Maybe but we should make maybe that. Maybe we should make you that. You guys should. Well, Are yeah, we... Oh, follow, yeah. follow us on TikTok. This is a good time to plug ourselves. You should yes. make a TikTok, too. Oh, my God, wait. Yeah, we should plug ourselves to all of our listeners. Also, you guys, follow us on TikTok and like our videos. I'm sure <laughs> they're really good. I'm going to go look at this after this interview. But, I okay, so I wanted to tie... I think this was a really good segue into one of the topics we wanted to discuss today, which is Persian guys in New York. York versus LA we're yes. not really qualified to discuss this but we're going to try it anyways and offend as many people as possible because <laughs> <laughs> that's our I think starting with what you wear is a really good place to like gauge the differences like I don't I don't know like for example like, do you think if you wear something more eccentric I think personally I think a guy in LA would be more down with it than a new york guy but when i say persian new york i think i'm meaning like long island but yeah not manhattan because yeah. manhattan persian girls tend per- to dress more eccentric while long island persian girls it's like black on black on black on gucci <laughs> <laughs> yeah no i'm and is that considered like great neck area or is that not um mostly great neck roslyn is where like most of the persians are so that's definitely like because I'm from like Beverly Hills area, so that's probably like the Beverly Hills girls. Um, I think even like my friends tell me they're like, we get you're a fashion blogger and you love fashion, but when you go on dates, can you dress like simple? So even my friends tell me to wear like jeans and a normal top, like nothing crazy. But I think generally speaking, they say like guys aren't attracted to weird eccentric fashion anyways. Like they want something like normal and stable. Generally, so. most guys are just attracted to basic not just basic clothes, but basic looking girls. Like, I'll see the most basic girl and, like, guys will be, like, drooling over her. And I'm like, okay, she's she's simple. She's pretty, but she's simple. And then I'll see this eccentric, beautiful looking girl and guys will be like, eh. And I'm just like, really? Well, yeah. so I, I think we should be more specific, but um, I just, what I, from my experience, because I wear, I've worn weird things on dates. I wear weird accessories. Um, but I feel like sometimes I tone it down for guys. I mean, I, I definitely do. Um, I, yeah, I mean, actually, I've never had anyone 
comment and like tell me not to wear something but i feel like i attract weird guys so i'm not really sure so maybe the guys you attract appreciate those vibes they always like i've heard the saying though like when you dress like trendy weird like that's for your girlfriends and when you dress yeah. like normal like, guys no that's know? definitely true that's why a lot of the time i feel like i do dress for, like i appreciate compliments from girls on my clothes more than from guys because when a girl yeah. compliments it's like oh like i look cool when a guy compliments it's like oh i'm probably wearing a low-cut shirt yeah yeah <laughs> i i've officially decided on my next date whoever it will be with I'm wearing my new t-shirt that says, fuck you, you fucking fuck. I like that. <laughs> Touch it out. You need to see Millie's face right now. I swear, I always say things just to, like, trigger her to see what her reaction will be. And they're always so good. What's the trigger? What's the reaction I'm, right now? What do you think? I'm curious what Natalie thinks my reaction is, actually. I just think Millie thinks I'm a ridiculous person who self-sabotages herself. I don't think I there's anything self No, I I don't want to be a bitch. I, I actually think it's just a bit cliche, but that's why. <laughs> no, it's just because I used to wear like, stuff like that. I just, I don't know. Like, you can be subversive in different ways. But I also, like, study fashion, so I think I'm coming at it from, like, an annoying, esoteric, yeah. like, position. But so. I've also tried to wear... I have this one pair of sweatpants from Moschino. Oh, my God. That, has, that you're wearing right now. Yeah, that I'm wearing right now that I wear, like, all the time. That has, like, teddy bears on it. And it, it's pajama pants, but I love wearing them. And... I've tried to wear them on multiple dates, but, like, my friends all yell at me and don't let me. <laughs> yeah, so if a guy wore sweatpants on a date with me, I would just walk out. Yeah. So. <laughs> Sorry, Natalie. It's two against one here. Well, you know what, Millie? I'm not trying to date you anyway. So. Fine. <laughs> so last night was all for nothing that you slept in. Yeah. We had a sleepover last night. Um... I don't know, how, but have Elaine, have you had any guy, like, tell you, like, oh, why are you wearing that, like, or something? I'm no. trying to think. No, I don't really feel like it. I think now in the past few days, I've literally worn, like, a jean and pant and some normal tops. It's, like, my standard uniform now. But I think... I hate that. Ready. Why is everyone trying to normalize oh. us? Oh, my God. I don't like, know. my cousin is always, like, just wear, like, jeans and a shirt. It's, like, I don't want to wear jeans. I don't yeah. want to wear jeans. Why does every girl wear blue jeans and a black shirt? Sorry. <laughs> okay. Literally. I, I don't know. I, that's standard. I don't know. But I feel like when I've worn different weird outfits, I guess it's like when people get to know me a little more. And I've never gotten anything bad about it, to be honest. But also, to be honest, I haven't gone on like too many far enough dates to be like super weird with people. But they see my photos and know I dress. Weird. I think it's funny. I'm starting to realize we're all like single as fuck. <laughs> like, <laughs> like literally and like how do we end this epidemic i don't know but um i mean probably talking about our dating lives we're on platforms where like thousands and thousands of people can hear it isn't the best way <laughs> but you know i'm what? just putting that out there i don't know let me tell you guys are you on jswipe ew no, no oh my god way. the guys on jswipe no way used to be cute now the only people on jswipe are like people whose moms still pick out their outfits for them okay that's that's sometimes how i feel my friends otherwise feel differently and they think like really quality guys are on it i don't know i'm on all of them 
but I did a podcast episode with the founder of JSwipe, which if you guys haven't seen what he looks like, he's really cute. Or in my opinion, he's oh, no, really oh, cute. His profile comes up. Like, he matches with everyone. And yeah, then like I matched with, I matched him on Hinge recently. Well, I didn't accept. He liked me on Hinge, but I didn't. Oh, my God. I think he's really cute. We'll no, he's, he's really cute. He's just not my type, like his personality yeah. and stuff. But he like. Wait. That's weird that he's also on Hinge, but that's cool. <laughs> I know. I wanted he, to be like, he's bro. He's scoping out his own competition. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, but that's so cool. Is, you interviewed him. Yeah. So I interviewed him. You guys should listen to that episode. It's great. Um, but anyway, so when I promoted, because I always do like Instagram posts to promote the episodes that I do. Mm-hmm. I did one photo, like just whatever, like me matching on whatever, this and that. And then I did another photo literally a screenshot of my j swipe profile and posted that on my instagram and on facebook wow. and being like you got this is my profile like keep in mind i'm not like so confident in myself like i'm like sensitive about this topic too but now that i've just talked about it more like i'm just a little more chill about it but posting my profile was a very like do i want to do this to myself or not but the amount of props that I got, even from, like, my ex-boyfriend, who I do not speak to, who likes my photo, like, that's awkward. That but, like, it just, it just showed that, like, people appreciate the openness, you know? They, they appreciate it because you're kind of taking one for the team. Because people always say that to us. They're like, oh, my God, like, I really appreciate that you do this. I could never, but, like... I'm so happy you are. They look at us as, I say this on so many episodes, they look at us as Jesus. It's like, thank you for dying for our sins. Like, thank you for taking one for the team and being open about all of this because I don't have the guts to. And like, you guys, I just want to say to all of you, you're fucking welcome. Um, (laughs) But one thing I want to mention, one thing that a guy has, like you say that when you do just more eccentric, like nobody's ever giving you bad feedback. I once had a guy ask if I could straighten my hair. And I'm like, you're trying to turn my beautiful mane into a basic bitch straight, like, look, and I'm not down for it. I was like, "Mm, no. (laughs) So there's a girl that I know who is from New York, and she was dating this guy for a long time, and I guess he was Mashadi, and they, I don't know, I don't know much about that culture, and I know you guys did a debrief on one episode about what the Mashadi people are, (laughs) Um, but, like, he was, I guess he was very specific. And I think just a lot of Persian guys, not a lot, I don't want to generalize, but Persian guys sometimes have this, like, idea of what their Persian wife should look like, dress like, act like. You know, like, the typical, like, following along their rules. And this girl, very beautiful, dressed very eccentric, even maybe more than me sometimes, and he didn't like it. And he would always ask her to wear something different. And obviously they're no longer together, and she felt like she couldn't be herself in that relationship. But I think that's something of the Persian culture, too, what you guys were kind of going about before. Uh, something I'd like to say about that, like I just want to like comment about that, is something that I've seen a pattern in recently with young guys in this generation, especially with Persian men. Persian guys will never marry the fun girl or like the fun girlfriend that they have in their life. They see that as an experience. And it's not just Persian guys. It's actually like a lot of Jewish guys. They have this idea instilled in their head that their the mother of their children or their wife should not be someone that they see as like fun or sexy or provocative or exciting. And it ha- like a lot of the time this um this like switch goes off in a guy's head after getting married and after their wife is like pregnant, they kind of lose sexual interest in their wife. Because they start to see their wife as the mother of their child and not the sexy, beautiful girl that they married. And it's hard for men to like see girls as both. 
Okay, so let's just be clear. This is like a very specific kind of awful man. Like I know a lot of men who aren't like this, but yes, no, of course not. But yeah, not the every ma- man is yeah. like this. But, I'm but there are yeah, there is a majority specifically. They have no, like I don't think it's time. this generation. I think it's this generation this has a hard time seeing girls as both. They don't think that girls can be like multifaceted or whatever. Like they think that a girl should have like one look, no, one it's, face. No, it's definitely been a trope like for many years, and you could even like look back at like fifty nineteen fifties where it's like women are just like these highly domestic creatures and then you know everyone has their their separate lives they have their extramarital affairs you know so it's like very different you know you have you have sex with your mistress and you have your family with your wife yeah so i don't think that's new i think that's just some men they I i don't think those kinds of men i don't think they actually um love women or respect women i think they just see women as like these performative objects like yeah in terms of like oh well here's the mother object here's the sex object and here's like i don't, I don't, I don't know what other what other do they and do I they see us having any other value <laughs> reproduction or just sex without reproduction like <laughs> i think it's also interesting and you guys can tell me if you feel the same way but i think like the epidemic of so many single girls and the struggle and i think in the persian community and especially like i'm 31 and i'm not married yet and i think like that's such a taboo thing just generally speaking but a little more normal now to see girls getting married later and i really feel like it's because you know back in the day our parents age our grandparents age and era and stuff like that women were like they didn't have aspiring goals necessarily to be anything other than a housewife a mother a wife and all that kind of stuff and now we have all these different things that we want to do which kind of relate into like being like sexual or maybe like having a podcast or having a career being a doctor or whatever it is that wasn't that before and I feel like they all kind of fall into the same realm but you know we're all kind of taught and guys are taught growing up to look for this specific kind of like audam wife that's the typical Mm -hmm. fits into a box that we're not that anymore if that makes sense no I agree I think we it like we are making advancements not all Persians but like there are a lot of Persian families who they won't shame you for not being married. Like a lot of my cousins, like women cousins, they got married like in their late thirties um, just because they like, they had really demanding careers and they just hadn't met the right. I mean, they were also very picky, but they just hadn't met the right person. And like actually last night I was on uh, the phone with my mom and we were talking about how I'm graduating soon. And I don't know. I, I, I thought like she, she was basically saying, you like what do you want to do after she's like i know you still want to study more and you don't feel ashamed if you want to eventually pursue a secondary degree i'm totally like in support of that i think you should definitely have it like i'm in no way for you to feel like you need to rush and just get married like you should first get like you know what i mean do what you need to do to fulfill yourself like i don't want you to just go rush into like marrying someone like you work on yourself first and i wanted to cry i was like i can't believe she's actually telling me this i don't I know it sounds dramatic, but it, it was like, I can't believe I'm getting the support I never thought I would have. No, um, it's not dramatic. And I think especially in our community, it's like we're pressured like to get married very quickly. And if you don't, then there's kind of something wrong with that. Yeah. You make, I, I've made it feel like there's something wrong with that, you know? So it's I think funny. That's great. I, I wanted to like my mom sometimes does tell me like, you know, maybe, like, spend more time on these apps and, like, try to find someone because, like, you don't really focus on it. Maybe you should focus on it more. So I wanted my mom to see the quality of men on these apps right now. So I was like, here, I gave her my hinge. I'm like, 
you swipe through it and tell me what you think and like she was like oh my god like there's not much to choose from i'm like yeah that's what i'm trying to (laughs) that's what i've been trying to tell you for like ever because like every time she tells me like oh like what do you not go on the apps do you not search i'm like mom there's not a lot to choose from like she doesn't get it and i just like let her take the wheel it's like jesus take the wheel like i just like let my mom take the wheel of my hinge and i'm like here like you swipe through. Tell me what you think. I also feel like, sorry, Lane, if you had something to say to that, but just quickly, it's so weird how we all have these apps and like these apps are inherently saying like you need to be in a relationship, like you need to find this romance. But like some of us necessarily wouldn't even be thinking about having a romantic relationship or anything if these apps weren't even around. And then so like we're feeling this pressure and we're constantly being reminded of it because it's just like another thing. It's just another button on our phone. It's another notification. It's like something that we're, we'll wake up to. Like, I don't know. I mean, I don't have notifications on, but like it's still like in the it's in the background of your brain and it kind of makes you lose all genuine desire for a romantic relationship. Like, I don't know. Every time I go on Hinge, I'm like, like, I don't even it's like wait I, do I even want to be with anyone it like kind of robs you of this thing and, and I think it's like and there's all these studies I keep seeing too it's like oh um millennials are like the, the least sexual they're like less sexual from the last generation and all this stuff like I really feel like these apps are kind of like distracting us and like tainting like what we actually want do you know what I mean? It like makes it hard for us to decipher what we truly desire. Yeah, I mean, I have so many opinions about dating apps. I think in one way it's really great because if you're looking first to find someone, we live in this world now that I feel like people maybe don't go out as much anymore. Well, I think in New York it's a little different because people are out all the time. Yeah. But it's a little harder to meet people. And so in it's a LA, great way. Yeah. Yeah, to meet people. Like, literally, when I was in New York for Memorial Day on a side note, I just befriended so many people because you're walking everywhere, you're on subways. Like, you have the opportunity to just randomly talk to people. Whereas in LA, you're driving in a car from A to B and you're with your friends, and maybe you'll meet someone, but I'm looking for someone Jewish, let's say. So the probability of finding someone Jewish in the place that you're at, like, is like so much less, you know? Do you? Um, Sorry. No, go ahead, go ahead. Do you care if they're Persian and Jewish or like what are you? I used to care for Persian and obviously that's a little preferred just because there's like less things you have to explain. Yeah. But literally at this point, I'm just like anyone Jewish. (laughs) If you're normal, like let's talk if you're Jewish. Okay, I also have one more question. This was something Natalie brought up in the last episode. But do you... Do people ask you, like, on first dates, what are you looking for? And how do you answer that question? Like, if I'm looking for something serious or marriage or whatever? Yeah, like, what do you say? Like, so I went on this one date with a guy. It doesn't typically come up, but um, I would for sure say, but this one date with a guy that I really liked, and I could tell that he was, like, a fuckboy, but (sighs) I'm like, okay, let's just see where this goes. And in the middle, like, randomly out of nowhere, he was like, so are you looking to get married? And (gasps) usually that like that question would cause me anxiety but like i'm on a time crunch like i am looking to get married and i'm not looking to waste my time yeah there's nothing wrong with that yeah but i think sometimes people are like why would you say that you don't want to scare the guy away and i'm like well again whoever's for you like will be with you no matter what and so i was like yeah i am looking to get married like are you well like, that's so rude that he asked that i think that's so rude that he's like are you it's like you obviously weren't inviting a, a sincere response like that wasn't a you know like what kind of yeah. way to ask is that what did he totally. say when you said that so when i 
podcast. Oh, it's a whole other, like, that could be a podcast episode in itself. <laughs> but he, wait, let me be on your podcast again and let's talk about that. Wait, we're um, done. But, but he, he said that he also was, but then later on, he's like, I never said that. And I'm like, did you have amnesia? I'm confused. Um, but in the moment, he said he was. So... That's crazy. It's funny because yeah. being Persian, I think everyone stereotypes us that from like the moment we get our periods, we're looking to get married. So yeah. like on the apps, I've had guys ask me like, like, oh, your parents let you be on this app. I'm like, who is asking their parents for permission to be on a fucking app? And I've gotten other questions like, oh, do I have to meet your dad before I take you out? And I'm like, this is really getting tiring. Like, you guys tire me. You like Those men make me want to, like, rip my hair <laughs> That stereotype <laughs> is true for me, though. I feel like my dad legitimately wants to meet whoever I'm going to live with next. Oh I think just being Persian, if you're, if these are people who are not Persian, which is what it sounds like, I think there's, like, a little bit of a Persian, like, intimidation because they know there are a lot of standards and things that they may have to meet. And, yeah, parents are a little more strict in ways, maybe. And, like, if you're not Persian, it kind of gets a little intimidating, I feel. But some guys, like, shame you, kind of. It's like, um, I didn't ask to be born into this and I happen to be born into it. And it's, yeah, it's like I have a complicated relationship with my Persian heritage, but, like, I also love my background and fuck you like so what yeah. like i don't know it's like oh your parents like oh you can't sleep out at night it's like leave me alone like this yeah. i don't know it's just like it's so weird how they try to make you feel like an alien for it or something i don't know personally, but persian like, guys also shame you for it like i've i really don't like to date persian guys and i was reminded someone was talking about this guy last night and i was reminded of this like awful date i went on with him and like he was just trolling me the whole time. He was like, so are you a virgin? He's like, I feel like you're horny. It's like, are you serious? I can't believe you're asking me that. Like, oh my God. People are crazy sometimes. I don't even know. I don't even know how to explain people. But, um, but also what you were saying about dating apps, I feel like it's made it this way that you're talking to people, but they're not really people until you meet them. And even when you meet them, they're not really a person unless you go out with them twice, three times, you mm -hmm. know, like you're like, well, I met this person on my phone on a dating app. And I think it's like taking away the concept of like really like falling for someone like, you know, if you meet someone at a bar and you like them and they get your number, I feel like it's different. And not to say so many people have met their husbands and wives on these dating apps and it's been great, but I feel like it's just like, a little different i definitely exactly. agree i think people are in the beginning on these dating apps and even like maybe the first couple of dates they're this generic version of what they really are and they yeah. just like they'll they'll give you answers like you'll be like oh like what's your favorite thing to eat and they'll be like i love artichoke pizza or they'll be like i love french fries at 3 a.m or i love fiji water more than voss water or like they just like what? give it <laughs> <laughs> I don't, they That's just amazing. give me this, or like my favorite tv show is the office i went to thailand i jumped out of an airplane i'm spontaneous i went to the airport and bought a ticket the day of with a bunch of my bros and we went all around south quit Asia. my job i quit my job at this law firm and started a startup like every dating app has the same answers and i'm just like you guys are so generic and then oh my god don't get me started on their pictures like my mom was looking at their, their pictures and she's like I'm like, these guys think they look good in these pictures. I'm like, I know, mom. I'm like, I think I should start a company where guys pay me to make their dating apps for them, like their profiles for them. 
But like all these guys, like I swear, right? I just wanna, I wanna do an experiment right now. I'm gonna open Hinge and I'm gonna read some of the answers that guys, any guy has on his like Hinge, and you're gonna see that it's the most generic thing. Okay, um, let's see this guy. You should leave a comment if you communicate well, believe in holistic health, and live the lifestyle. Wait, that guy liked me recently. <laughs> Is he like me too? <laughs> Is his name Joe? Yeah! Oh, I'm sorry, Joe. <laughs> shout out to joe um okay here oh here this guy the key to my heart a little nerdiness some sass and an up for anything attitude adventures are everywhere um i i can't like the things that these people write will get along if you're spontaneous no shit really (laughs) i'll well like what i'm gonna write on my profile we'll get along if you're a hermit who has anxiety about leaving the house like nobody's gonna write that shit (laughs) Wait, how did we get to this song? I, I feel like know. we all had a, a bit to get oh, off our chest. This guy, the key to my heart, chocolate chip cookies. <laughs> it's funny because I feel like people's profiles are like, and even the guy from JSwipe was saying this in my interview, like people just put out what they think that, like they think their images or what they think people want to see of them. And it's like the highlight reels of like, you know, like what you look like, what your most exciting fun thing is. And it's not the real depths of like who someone is. Yeah. No, I mean, I guess some people just don't know how to make a good dating profile. Yeah, guys, I think struggle with it more too than girls. It's just none of them are genuine. Like, they all write the same answers. And I'm convinced that men have a website that women don't have access to that just has a list of pictures you should use and answers you should use. And all these guys are just choosing from that list because they're all the same. Yeah. Like, here's a dead fish or here's me holding a dead fish and here's me, a back shot of me with my hands in the air in front of some, like, tropical area. And there's, like... Here's me with a bunch of my bros. You don't know which one I am, but it doesn't matter because we all look dumb as fuck. <laughs> so funny. You're so right. I, f- I feel you guys on this. I literally feel like the profiles you read, I've read them like 12 times. Yeah, because they're all the same. But do you think girls' profiles are different? I mean, I haven't seen any other girls except my friends. I've low-key wanted to change my preferences to female and male just so I can see my female competition. And see and see what they're writing so that I don't sound generic like them. I mean, my brother has. Yeah, it's just like a lot of girls. They put a lot of like bikini photos and stuff. And like they'll be like they also write stuff like, oh, love the office. Like the there's like definitely the female. I'm not like for guys who are listening, like don't think that we're exempt from the stereotype. Like there definitely are women who are like just the female equivalent of what we just described yeah honestly we're not the three of us are (laughs) i am though i copied one of my answers from a guy like i saw an answer on his profile and i was like that's funny i'm gonna use that what what was it uh wait i'll read it to you one sec like like yeah i guess i'm generic too who am i to judge other people but whatever Um, the question was, you should leave a comment if, and I wrote, if you like bad girls, I'm bad at pretty much everything. (laughs) That sounds like a very you answer, though. It is, though. Like, it is me, but I also copied it off I actually haven't seen Natalie's in a while. That's a picture you took of me. I know. I I like the pictures. I'm just reading the answers. I think think my second one is funny also. It's, like, it, it draws 
people no, in. No, that's mystery. It's mystery. Yeah, like, like I wrote, um, I wrote fact about me that surprises people. Natalie isn't my first name. Oh, wait, what is your first name? You see, now you're interested, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's a secret I'll never tell. Wait, that's another TikTok I reference. Suck. I hate myself. I hate myself so much. Why do I make TikTok references? I'm such a loser. Okay. Uh, <laughs> we're too old to be on TikTok, but we're on it anyways. Listen, I'm too old to be on TikTok, but I'm on it. So. <laughs> no, wait. Okay. I feel we should stop talking about Hinge and TikTok. Let's talk yeah. about IRL. Also, we were, okay. we were talking about, what was the topic? The difference between LA... New guys and, and your guys yeah i feel like i can't give a lot of input i've only ever gone out with persian guys i think twice i i oh, try wow. i try to steer away i love y'all but i won't date you <laughs> yeah i'm proud to be persian but i won't date you um elaine have you dated persian guys in la and new york or just la just LA, actually. I haven't really ventured into New York. Okay. So yeah. I'm not quite familiar with them. Do you have any horror stories you'd like to share with us? Horror stories. Honestly, my dating life hasn't been super entertaining. Um, I don't really have that many horror stories. I, I hope you know I said horror and not horror. No, no, no. Horror. I'm like listening here. to it in my head and I'm like, wait, it sounds like I said horror stories. <laughs> no what are you we're all virgins what do you mean yeah what are you talking about <laughs> sex what is sex never heard of that don't know yeah. her <laughs> don't know her <laughs> don't know her never heard of her. female orgasm i thought that was a myth oh i can tell you a really good story that i had with so i matched with this guy in one of the dating apps who was jewish but not persian and I have, like, on one of my, like, comments or whatever, like, I love reggaeton music or something like that. And he was like, oh, my gosh, you love reggaeton? And he was, like, saying all these references to artists. And I'm like, this guy is so white, like, vanilla. He for sure doesn't know any of these people. I think he Googled that. And so I was with one of my best friends. And when this was happening, and she was like, this guy literally looks like he's a stalker. And that's when I proceeded to match with him. Because I'm like, you know when mom says no, so you say yes? No. So it's like, cool. So I matched. And that's when he started talking to me and whatever. And I'm very about telling everyone to do a FaceTime phone call or a phone call with these people before going on. What? To, like, oh, my God. Are, are you a are psycho? You serious? When you guys try to talk to me on the phone, I freak out. I freeze up. I deny the call. And then I text them, why are you calling me? <laughs> Wait, I want to hear guys. more. Okay, first of all, game changer. Well, depending well, depending on you guys, if this is, like, for work situations, too, then, like, don't waste your time and just go on the date and, like, have good stories. But if, like, you're actually looking to be serious, like, I think it's, like, such a waste of time for both parties and especially you who has to get ready unless you're wearing your teddy bear sweatpants. <laughs> <laughs> Ouch. And, and your fuck fuck shirt. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> wow, shots like, fired. That hurts. <laughs> 
it's a waste of time to go on these dates and then you're like I just wasted my time so I'm all about having a phone call or a FaceTime with these people it actually saves more time because you can see what they look like and get a vibe and see and like you're gonna have to rip off the band-aid of speaking them to in person at one point so just do it before and see if you vibe how do you ask to do that like how do you I said can we get on a FaceTime and they a lot of the times not a lot but like most of the times the guys get a little freaked out but they'll say yes and if they deny it then I'm like goodbye I don't even want to go out with you to begin with because if you can't talk to me on the phone then like why are we even going out and obviously like you have to get comfortable with that too I'm not saying I'm so comfortable with talking to guys on the phone but if I'm like at a level of wanting to find someone like I gotta like push myself to be that way and so this one guy like I was like, can we get on a phone call? And if they're not okay with FaceTime, I've done just a phone call, fine. But there's this one guy who, like, stopped responding to me after I requested that. And so I was like, he wanted to just meet with me. I'm like, can we get on a call first? And then he, like, ghosted me. And I'm like, okay, cool. Like, saved me time. Yeah, I feel like guys would just ghost. But then then they're not the right person. Like, you're going to want your ultimately boyfriend talking to you on the phone at one point. So, you know. And then you get a vibe and then like I'll talk to people either it's 15 minute phone call sometimes it's gone for an hour oh, and then wow. I'm like cool I like you let's go out so maybe I won't but, judge guys anymore when they try to do that maybe that's actually just them being genuine and not weird I think it's I think you should appreciate no that, one honestly. has ever tried to do that with me well no one even asked me out so. oh my god I hate when Millie says this because recently she's been on more dates than I have and every time we talk about dating she's like no one hints on me nobody <laughs> asks me out nobody looks at me like shut the fuck up <laughs> You so tired of you. I literally went on a couple dates with one person. <laughs> you feel like no one asks you out because they don't add up to anything, so they're like zero. To no, you. just I honestly I I like for the past year mo- the mo- mo- the the mo- the the majority of the past year I have not been on dating apps. Like I'll yeah. I'll like download Hinge and I'll like delete it after. Um, it's, so I've only really go- and I've only ever gone on two hinge dates in my life. So interesting. Literally, the only two times someone has asked me out, <laughs> but, but, <laughs> and they were both great dates. Actually, just like I wasn't, I didn't want. Yeah, but um, yeah, but maybe you guys just meet more people in New York. It's like more prone, like what I was saying before, to like meeting people out. Wait, I love how you think I'm meeting more people. No, <laughs> maybe <laughs> I like, just like. Really weird. <laughs> you have to be in the mental state of wanting to be on a dating app. Like I'm on these technically, but do I actually go on them? Like sometimes, and then that, then I'm like fuck this, and then I like don't. Or I'll start yeah. a conversation and I won't respond to someone for like three weeks, and they're like, okay, um, how did that work? So, well, but- honestly, personally, like. I feel like people just get tired of the apps and like I literally have my app in a folder labeled shit I don't use and in the folder along with it is like the health app for exercising and some other apps that I find really unimportant. Well, well, your health is on this. Yeah, this. Well, first of all, it has to be your mentality about how you go about it, which I'm not one to speak about it because literally my friend was just lecturing me before this phone call about being more positive going on these dating apps because I like really hate going on them, but I'll go on them. But I force myself to go on them. I have to like a lot time to remind myself to go on them. Whereas I have other friends that literally, as they're doing like their like work at work, they're like swiping on these apps like their second full time job. So. <sighs> 
there's two ways people go about it. I feel like we follow a little more along the same lines, but it's also the energy and the like positivity you want to put with it, which again, yeah, I, don't I want agree. To but there's also girls who just like they know how to work it. Like I know girls in New York, they're going on different dates every night. Yeah, and they just work I, and I, like, I have friends like that, and I'm like, you are inspiring. It's like to wild. Me. Do I don't have that? the energy for that. No. <laughs> I hate first dates. Yeah. I, I'm sorry. I have a phobia of first dates. I. I don't know if I ever spoke about my rule, my first date rule. Have I? No. Do you remember? What's your first date? I have a first date rule. About getting drinks? No. Oh. What? Oh, oh that you won't get drinks dinner. instead of dinner? Yeah, well, that's well, everyone's rule. No, no. A lot of people disagree with me when it comes to that. But a lot of girls want a guy to pay for a meal on a first date because it shows, like, seriousness or something. I don't know. Whatever. Um, no, I have a first date rule. I don't go on first dates on A days. And A days are days of the week where friends tend to get together and there tends to be events going on and things to do in the city. So Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday are usually A days. Those are days that I do not go on first dates. If I'm going to go on a first date and waste my time, because um, usually I see it as a waste of time at the end of the day and I leave just like really depressed and being like, wow, like why did I sit with this person for an hour? That was so stupid. Um, I do it on a Monday, Tuesday, or Wednesday because there's usually not much going on on those days anyway. So it's like, oh, I have free time. I have a free night, whatever. Why not meet this random ass person? Natalie's very positive. <laughs> so can I tell you something interesting about that? This is like a, I guess, a date story I could tell you. So recently I was on these apps and this guy matched with me and I'm like, oh, I don't want to talk to them, which is what I do with everyone I match with. And then he was just being insistent about like asking me questions. And I'm like, you know what? I appreciate this guy talking to me. So then we're talking some more. And then like, I forgot about this app. So like three days go by and I'm like, oh fuck, I should respond to him. So I respond. And then I was like, here, can you text me? Cause I'm not on this. And so he literally immediately afterwards texted me. And then he was like trying to talk to me via text. I'm like, oh, I don't have time for this. And then I was like, but I appreciated it. So I was like, Hey, you know, doing my rule. Like, can we talk on the phone tomorrow? Like I'm out right now. He's like, yeah, sure. Followed up. Was like, hey, do you have time to talk on the phone? And I appreciated this guy, like, not being scared to talk on the phone, right? Mm -hmm. Like, what we were talking about. We talked on the phone and, like, for an hour. And I'm like, okay. And, like, it was really nice. And then he's like, you know what? That was, like, really nice. Like, I'd really like to go out with you. Like, when are you free? And this was, like, a week or two ago. And I looked at my schedule for this past, that, that week. And literally the only night I had available was a Saturday. And I'm like, in my mind, is that lame to say, like, I'm free on Saturday night? Because that's, like, when you go out with people. And do I want to give this guy a Saturday night? Like, what you're saying. Like, you don't want to give, like, those, like, days to someone. And then I was just, like, at the point of, like, I don't care. And I was like, well, I'm free on Saturday. I don't know if you're free or not. Otherwise, we can think of a day next week. He's like, actually, like, I'm free on Saturday, too. Like, let's go out. And we actually had a, like, keep in mind, we had this one-hour phone call, so I'm, like, I already knew kind of, like, the vibes of this person mm -hmm. in a way. You don't really know someone, but, like, I knew, like, I'd actually have somewhat of a decent time at least. And it was really nice, and we had, like, a really fun Saturday night, and we, like, went to dinner, we went out afterwards, and, like, did, like, a Saturday night kind of date night. What and do people do in L.A. on dates? You know what? So, like, this guy lives in Sherman Oaks, which is, like, not considered, in my mind, L.A. So Same. it's a little yeah. different. But we went to, like, this club afterwards, but we went to dinner. <laughs> but, usually, like, usually, um, I feel like people go to, like, drinks. There's, like, five restaurants that I feel like everyone goes to for bars and stuff. 
or maybe a dinner, but I'm also not about typically doing dinners with people because how if you actually hate them and that's like a waste of your time. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I don't think there's a really specific thing that we do here. What do you, people do in New York? Drink. Well, last, like two weeks ago, this guy asked me to go get ice cream. That's cute. Yeah, except he didn't have ice cream and then was like, I'm actually starving. So then I had to sit there and eat an ice cream when I don't even eat ice cream. And then I accompanied <gasps> him to dinner because I had already had dinner. So I just like watched him eat. <laughs> These are the awkward. dates I go on. <laughs> no, it's fun. I love awkward. So um, <laughs> I have a funny like as a single girl, I have a funny Valentine's Day story. And maybe you guys do, too. We're all single. Um so no i know that's why i'm saying that maybe you guys also have a funny valentine's day story but i i wanted to share my funny valentine's day story oh okay as a single girl this is what you get on valentine's day so i was home and i'm just like minding my own business you know watching tiktok and (laughs) (laughs) don't laugh at me um (laughs) and i i get a dm and i look at my phone i'm like what the fuck so this guy that I, I like met up, like I went out with, like we didn't go on a date, whatever. I like met him once with like other friends and like we kind of like vibed, but like never saw each other and never spoke to each other again. Cause like I'm, I'm really bad at like getting interested in people. So I tend to never make an effort. So if the other person doesn't make an effort, nothing will ever happen. So he DMs me. He's like, Hey, what's up? And I'm like, okay, it's Valentine's day. And like, this like random guys damn me i'm like hey what's up he's like what you up to long time no speak i'm like yeah it's been a minute and he's like doing anything tonight and my response was i have tentative plans to go to a rave might just stay home and watch tiktok videos till 3 a.m though um and he's like oh like i'm just hanging out in my room i'm like that sounds lovely he's like want to come by and catch up and my <laughs> my response is laugh my ass off boy <laughs> And he goes, friendly, I swear, laugh my ass off. I'm like, I haven't seen you in like over a year. And I'm guessing you recently broke up with your girlfriend. So you're messaging me on Valentine's Day to quote unquote catch up. It's going to be a no for me, dog. <laughs> I love that. And I can't believe like the root this person has. And he goes, confident assumption, but I was just chilling and you came to mind. So I thought I would see what's up what with you mean? since last time we hung out. We had a good time and conversation. I've been broken up with my girl for a while now. Haha, ha, not so recent. But I see how this looks bad on my part. Um, <laughs> and I just thought it was so comical. I'm like, my life sounds like a meme. Like, this is something that like would happen in a fucking meme. Um <laughs> really funny but we actually do have tentative plans to go to a rave together next weekend (laughs) but i just thought it was so funny i'm like i i'm i'm the person that people decide to slide into their dms on valentine's day like i hey is that a little bit of a compliment at the same time too people are selecting you for this moment yeah i mean I thought guys, like, if they're not seeing you, they just want to avoid that day in general because then it's like, oh, my God, they're going to think I'm in love with her. So I should take this as a compliment. <laughs> I've been getting very interesting compliments recently. Recently, um, I'm, start- I'm studying for my real estate exam. So I'm working, like, part-time at a restaurant uh, in Great Neck. And 
my family friend's little brother who goes to a high school by the restaurant like all these like kids come from the high school to the restaurant uh, her little brother told her that the high school boys come to the restaurant to see me and I'm like oh my god <laughs> that's a win I'm like I'm like if they saw me in high school they wouldn't look twice but like now that I'm like 24 all these high school boys want me and I feel so cool <laughs> I think that's definitely something you should put on your next, like, profile liner or something. Like, all the high school boys want me. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my I can make it, like, a song because it's, like, the place sounds like they come for the sandwiches. I could be, like, my sandwiches bring all the high school boys to the yard. Yeah. Literally. I think so that... Funny. That's like, that is a really high form of flattery. I know it's yeah. pathetic, but I feel like we all just wanted high school boys to think we were hot. Like, I didn't feel 100%. like I was desired in high school. That's so funny. Well, speaking of like awkward dates and Valentine's Day, and like for you to say that you would never go on like a major day, like Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, or whatever, I actually like a few years ago when I matched with one of these guys on a dating app, he's like, When are you free? And it was around Valentine's Day. I'm like, uh, I don't know if this is really awkward, but like I'm free on Valentine's Day and he was down and we went on a first date. This is before I did phone calls too, so I didn't even speak to this person. But we went on a Valentine's Day date and he brought me a rose. That's actually oh, that's so, so cute. cute. Yeah, but nothing ever happened with that. I forgot even what it was about, but it was really cute and we went to like a bar and got a drink. So I had like a faux Valentine date. Yeah, it's not that serious. I think, like, recently people put a lot of weight onto it, and they're like, oh, my God. Like, not only single people, but, like, people who are in relationships are like, oh, my boyfriend didn't get me this, this, that. And it's like, it's not that serious of a holiday. I don't know. I Maybe I'm just yeah. being, like... Or I feel like some guys, when they're starting to see a girl, but they don't want things to get too serious yet, they make sure not to see her on Valentine's yeah, Day. Yeah, or even she's going to yeah, or yeah. you can text her or be in contact with her at all on that specific day because they're going to be like, she thinks I'm really serious. Like, like people take it too it's seriously. Just a it's weird a fucking time. day. Yeah. It's a weird, awkward time. Even I forgot it was Valentine's Day on Friday. Like, I had asked one of my friends and they were a couple if they wanted to hang out and they were like, we have a really, like, a nice dinner planned. And I was like, oh, that's so fun. And then, like, later, hours later, I was like... I was like, oh, hit me up after dinner. And then hours later, I was like, wait, Millie, it's Valentine's Day. Like, what? i think it's just like a very pressure filled day for no reason but like you can get stuff out of it maybe but yeah yeah like if you want to buy me chocolates just always buy me chocolates i just love chocolate it doesn't have to be valentine's day just fucking buy me chocolate yeah that's what i've been saying about flowers you shouldn't buy flowers just because everyone's doing it like you should buy flowers because you want them to yeah, you know, in Judaism, it's like I just learned about this. There's like a rule. It's like a custom every Shabbat. Like your husband is supposed to bring the wife flowers. Oh, yeah. I think it says that like in the ketubah or something now. So let's make that a rule. <laughs> yeah, we need to. I need to bring that up. Yeah. <laughs> put that as your, put that in like your first dates with people. Like, well, what I expect is um, just a minimum of flowers every Friday. <laughs> oh, my God. Imagine. I can't even get a text every Friday, like flowers. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Literally. Um, Literally. But I guess, like, I guess something we could say about, like, the difference between dating in LA and New York, one major difference that I notice is a lot of LA girls expect the guy to pick her up, but New York girls, if you're dating in Manhattan or Brooklyn, 
you know you're meeting them there. Like there is no there is no picking me up. Well, yeah, I think maybe because our form of transportation is like actually us driving, and like even though you guys probably take cabs and subways, it's a little different, maybe. Yeah. Like I find it like it's weird because if I'm going on a date with a app person like I want to meet them there because like they're a stranger but if it's like someone otherwise or we're like dating further I get offended if they don't pick me up yeah I think that's more of an LA thing like I think New York most New York girls that like live in like the city area that's not expected yeah yeah no I don't expect interesting yeah (laughs) what else no, it's just funny. Like we, this wow, what a profound conclusion on New York versus LA. No, yeah. Well, in my episode that I want to do with you guys, I'm gonna get deeper into like the relationships and stuff like that. But like, I don't know. I feel like it's a little different. But they always say the grass is greener on the other side. I feel like I always think like, oh, the people in New York just have it so much better. And like, I don't know if you guys think like, oh, the people in LA have it so much better. No, I, I don't. Have- no offense. Oh, okay, cool. I mean, I'm from L.A., but, like, I just, like, every time I visit there, I'm like, oh, my God, it would be a nightmare to be single here. Like, I would never. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Well, then you guys proved my point that New York is just so much better. <laughs> yeah, oh, you should move here. Fuck it. Your colorful wardrobe would, would blend <laughs> Would be appreciated over yeah, there. Yeah, exactly. Um, well, for all of our listeners, we're going to be on Elaine's podcast next week, hopefully. And you should listen, check out that episode when it comes out. Um, and thank you so much, Elaine, for coming on as well. Oh, my gosh. Thank you guys for having me. I, I think I could talk to you guys for, like, actually, like, 24 more hours straight. So, <laughs> so we feel that way with all of our guests. Is it us or are we just meeting really great people? I think it's a little bit of both. Why can't our dates be like this? I know. Right? <laughs> Honestly, though, I think we need to train guys to just able to speak i know you guys have had guys on your episodes too yeah acceptance. but uh um, yeah i don't know but you guys are great i literally feel like you're so entertaining and so easy to talk to oh, so. we're so excited to come to yours as well i feel yeah, like a I'm lot excited. of a lot of people who meet me and millie like and they just sit and talk with us they're like wait we feel like we're on an episode of your podcast because it's just, it's just so sitting and talking funny. and being open yeah yeah well, you guys are great, and I keep Thank up the you. good no, work. Thank you. No, you as well. Thank you. Well, yeah, so everyone get ready for the episode that we're going to do on my Woo-hoo. podcast, but yeah. <laughs> what the fuck was that, Millie? <laughs> that was me attempting to sound excited, because I never show, <laughs> I know, I always feel excited. People are like, you don't look excited. You don't sound excited. I'm like, I am excited. <laughs> But well, it's hard to sound excited when you f- use vocal fry all the time. Like, I don't use yeah, vocal fry. This I'm is how so I sound. Excited. Natalie, I'm so excited. Yay! Woo! Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Bye. Thank you, Thank you so much. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Well listeners well now that she's gone let's talk shit no i'm kidding (laughs) (laughs) we love you we had so much fun having elaine on we hope that you guys all enjoyed the episode um i feel like we're we're gonna revisit some of these topics maybe when me and natalie more experienced they're like yeah we're we should put a craigslist ad like date person like (laughs) isn't like dating apps just a craigslist ad basically yeah yeah. single girl looking for 
hefty man who can take care of me and hang out. <laughs> what the fuck? Is that not <laughs> what a Craigslist ad sounds like? I don't know. This just got weird. <laughs> I think it's time for us to stop. Okay. We'll see you guys next week with a new episode. And um, Millie's trying really hard not to use vocal fry right now. If you could tell, she's like, her voice. No, I, I actually never so think soft. of it. Even though you just made fun of me, I totally forgot about it. Oh, really? You forgot about it. <laughs> That's just how I sound. <laughs> Leave me alone. I forgot about it. I, forgot I keep about turning it. to my right, thinking the <laughs> audience is physically here. I'm like waiting for someone to back me. I'm like, you guys. And I'm like, no, you're alone with this psychopath. <laughs> it's like, I feel like I'm in a fucked up marriage. It's not like. I love you. Fuck you. Honestly. You just made fun of my brother. I think everyone's good. Okay, I don't think anyone is even listening. Yeah, at no this one's listening at this point. La 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 la. Uh, what if like they fell asleep listening and like they woke up and I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> honestly, good morning, bitch. <laughs> Time to get your ass up. <laughs> anyone who wears headphones and listens to us, I wonder if like we kill their we ears. Sometimes yeah, we, we want to send our <laughs> deepest apologies. <laughs> <laughs> Can you stop putting your fucking sneakers on my skirt? Thank you. Oh my god. <laughs> the different <laughs> our outfits are so like the different natalie's wearing like this fuckboy turtleneck crop turtleneck and like sweat gray sweatpants and fia sneakers Wait. i'm wearing like a i actually dress like a fuckboy i'm wearing a cable knit navy cardigan like a black skirt like an a-line black skirt stockings and boots I not only do I act like a fuckboy, I dress like a. F- I'm wearing gray sweatpants and a collared shirt. I'm wearing a collared shirt. Natalie's wearing gray sweatpants. I'm wearing gray sweatpants. Can you see my dick print? Okay, so we're gonna end this now. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye.